Alright guys, welcome back to the Nerds at Night podcast. Um, I'm Jerry, got Lewis here, Shine will be back here in a second. This is going to be a really solemn uh, podcast here. Uh, we're going to talk about the biggest wrestling tragedies. Uh, disclaimer here, we don't condone a lot of the things that are in this list. What we're here to do is uh, just bring out a lot of the famous ones, some of the not so famous uh, tragedies what happened, situations, and how we feel about them, and how they affected the business in general. So, um, do you want to go ahead and get started, Lewis? Go ahead. All right. Um, the first one I have on my list, uh, these are going to be really in no particular order. Uh, just what I was writing down. The uh, first one, Brian Pillman, Flying Brian. Um, he died 35, age 35, in 1997. He uh, had a heart attack, uh it was due to a mixture of cocaine and a heart disease he didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was supposed to be in the Bad Blood pay-per-view that year. They couldn't get a hold of him. The maids at the hotel found his body. This one this one hit me hard because this is the first like wrestling death that I remember. Because like I said, 1997, the, just to tell you guys how old I am, I was five at the time. So um, it, it was rough on me because I love Brian Pillman. Like I remember... Uh, Austin 316, Pillman 9mm. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, this really started like them taking a really in-depth look at like drugs and abuse in wrestling. And this was just a trend back then, you know, especially in the 90s. It was just... A lot of these wrestlers, you know, they, they're they hurting, you know. Especially back then, <clears throat> like, I think the road back then was tough. More, It's it was way, way tougher than way it is now. Way tougher than it is now. More bumps and stuff like that. I think nowadays they've made it more safe mm-hmm. for wrestlers. I mean, it's so hard, don't get me wrong. But back then, yeah, I mean, somebody like Brian Pillman, you know, he obviously into cocaine and stuff like that. He was probably hurting. And a lot of these wrestlers are depressed also. Well, his, his wife came out and said that he was, yeah, he was in pain a lot. He was taking uh, animal tranquilizers he was doing. He, he felt pressured to look good. Yeah. So he's taking all kinds of performance enhancers mm-hmm. he's taking a whole bunch of like fat burners he was doing the cocaine he was on pain pills that were illegally prescribed to him like brian pillman was hurting oh yeah and you could tell that like just by like watching his promos you can just see in his eyes that he is hurt you look at the guys now right like there's arguably the roster's full of smaller guys you know back then yeah there was a stigma to where if you were a small guy you were not going to make it in the business yeah I mean, as far like, as a top guy you were never going to get right there. like look, look at dynamite kid yeah. like he's not on this list even though we could have put him yeah. on here because he's tragic as well yeah. but all these wrestlers that's are tragic right these and, are the most well known i don't know if i said this or not but the things we're saying in here are our own personal opinions yeah. like we're, we may not agree with each other but there's just what we feel personally, yeah. and I'm sorry if we offend anybody with this one. It's just like I said, it's what we mm-hmm. personally feel and how this all has affected us, really. Yeah. But yeah, like like we were saying, Brian wasn't a big guy. I mean, yeah. his his best stuff was either in WCW as the Hollywood Blondes or yeah. against Steve Austin, who's his best friend. Yeah. So Absolutely. I mean. It's just, it sucked. And the pressure, you know, the, the pressure just becomes uh, overwhelming mm-hmm. to be, to look physically, you know, the way you want to. And I mean, yeah, that's where all those those performance enhancement drugs come in, the cocaine. It's just a bad mix. Right. And any re- any normal man probably would have died sooner, but you know. Well, like they were, uh, I remember watching interviews and they talked about like when they brought Brian Pillman into WWE after 
after the, the the time he was gone, after the time he was in WCW, when they brought him in, he he was portraying. You you couldn't tell where the performer started and the man ended. Like yeah. he was he was the loose cannon, mm-hmm. backstage and on camera, and it was just like part of part of my own personal opinion is that was a lot of the drug use as well. It's just like that he had to prove that mm-hmm. he was trying to do the best for business, and so he was keeping kayfabe alive at all times. And That's yeah. just the way I felt. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then him being on drugs, I I, help, I, I feel like it helped him, you know. It helped him uh, open up more than he did before, which is which is a shame, you know. Yeah, it, it, it sucks that somebody had to do, like, going into WWE, WWF at the time, um, if the going into it and you feel like you have to look a certain way, I mean, yeah, that sucks. You have to take the drugs to do that. But at the same time, it may have pushed him to be a better competitor. Yeah. So, I mean, his all of his stuff with Austin was fantastic. The break-in, the 9mm, it was all good. It was good. So. It's tragic, like we said. Yeah. Um, you want to go to the next one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, here's one that uh, a lot of people may not know. Casual fans will probably definitely not know. I didn't know about it until, I don't know, 10 years ago, honestly, which doesn't seem like that long ago. But, um... Bruiser Brody died in uh, age 42, 1988. This one is rough because it wasn't anything from his own his own doing. They were in Puerto Rico and he was murdered in the shower, stabbed to death in the shower um, by Jose Gonzalez, which, um, you know, that is tough. Like, you know, you can always put the blame on somebody who overdoses or somebody who doesn't take care of themselves. But whenever you got Bruiser Brody who Mick Foley attributes to like being his idol like bruiser brody was the original hardcore guy mm-hmm. if you look at photos of him you see the gouges in his forehead yep. and everything iconic and, nasty yeah that, yeah the cheyenne's back um but it was just that that sucks to hear like he trained triple h too he was one of the people that trained triple h yeah him and killer but for him to just be stabbed to like in a, being stabbed is gotta be a, a tough way to go like We'll we'll get to another person on this list who was uh, murdered by uh, by being shot in the head, but just I couldn't imagine just you know you go to a different country to well, yeah, a different country. Puerto Rico is its own country. Um, you go there and you you go there to perform. You go there to to work in front of the people, and then another wrestler just stabs you to death for. It, virtually no reason, like uh, nothing that I can find. Probably jealousy. I mean, possibly. There's there, there's a lot of jealousy in, in the wrestling world. You know, obviously mm-hmm. where car placement is. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bruiser Brody comes in. You know, this guy feels like, hey, you're taking my spot. Right. You know what I mean? And, and back then, yeah, it was cutthroat, but I didn't think cutthroat, it was like yeah. literal. You mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know how much more you guys want to say about Bruiser Brody. I mean, that's all. Like it's, it's it's a shitty tragic, situation. Yeah. Um, you got anything, Cheyenne? Not really. I mean, it's really tough. Like, Tony Atlas is the one that found him in the shower. Yeah. And carry, carry him down to the... Well, they they said that he that he was in the uh, the hospital, like, and they thought he was fine. Like, they thought he was going to make it, and then that night he died. Like, they had done the operation on him, and they they thought he was good, but obviously he wasn't. No, that's definitely sad, especially you get killed <clears throat> by a fellow wrestler like that. It's just like, you, you talk about all, all the stories you hear from wrestling locker rooms, like, they're like a brotherhood. 
and like something that happens between someone that they're you... supposed to protect each other's in the ring and outside the ring, but right. Like I said, it was probably a disgruntled wrestler. <clears throat> okay. Um. So well, since I hinted on it, um, we'll go to Dino Bravo, which I don't know if you guys really know who that is or not. Um, Dino Bravo was uh, 44 when he died in 1993, so I was a year old. I didn't remember anything on it. I had to just look it up. But um, he was he was murdered in his home. He was into uh, back in back then during that time. Uh, cigarette smoking in Canada was illegal and so he was into the smuggling with the mob smuggling cigarettes and uh, illegal gambling and cocaine and uh, the 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 thing is that they, they had found it, his wife found him dead in the home he had been shot in the back of the head twice um, at close range no signs of fourth century none of that so they think it was an inside job of course nobody knows like they still don't have anybody who did it, as far as I know. That so suicide was out of the question? Suicide well, yeah, he was, was shot out of 17 times. Yeah, 17 times. Oh, okay, times I thought it was just shot in the head. I no, no, it was... Seven to the head, ten to the torso. Uh, yeah. And they never Which, found that. To me, that's that that shows aggression. Yeah. Like, you was, did someone like, Especially wrong. if it's a mafia, like, hitman, you usually try to be clean about it. Yeah. yeah seven that's, that's seven shots to one head and ten to the torso. Like, yeah, that's like... Now, that's cartel style. And I don't want to say what I was gonna say. I, I never mind. But um, yeah, it's just that's like I said, that's that's passionate in my opinion. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah, you're in the smuggling business. Wait, thank, it is. thank God his kid didn't see that. Yeah. Like that's that's tough. But I mean, we can go back like we were saying, Bruiser Brody. He didn't have any hand in his own death, yeah. really. Dino kind of played dirty with his life, so I'm not saying he deserved that at all. Like I will never say that. It was on yeah, it was a consequence. But it's a consequence when you mess around the wrong circles, like, like yeah, it sounds so unconsequential now, like cigarette smuggling, but which is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like but, but I mean, think of what people say, did like, for alcohol like, during prohibition. They said like he had connections like the mafia, mm-hmm. and I guess his nephew by marriage, like he was nephew by marriage, like a Montreal crime boss. Yeah, so. Like you, you mess around those circles, like this stuff happens. Not like it's not that he did anything wrong by it, but right, definitely. Um, we'll go to another one that uh, not a lot of people really think of tragedy, but it was a tragedy for us. Like me personally, Lewis, I think it was for you too. Um, that's Randy Savage. Yeah. Like the Macho Man, um, he died when he was fifty-eight in two thousand eleven. So honestly, not that long not ago. Not that long ago. Heart attack while driving. Um, just, it, it's crazy, you know, because Macho Man, like, if you talk to a bunch of old heads, like, they'll be like, oh, Macho Man's one of the top. Right. As far as charismatic, iconic, like, he's up there with anybody, you know what I mean? He was up there, but you got that that ego, man. Like, him yeah. and him and Hogan, I couldn't imagine being in the same room with them. Be a man Hulk. You gotta be a man Hulk. That's all, yeah. And, yeah, it sucks the way, but, like, his is attributed to, like, everything else, right? He, he obviously right. took performance and yeah. drugs. He... I don't know. I can't confirm this, but I he was probably into uh, pills. He was probably you, yeah, like all those wrestlers, like all of them back in the day. Like like we were yeah. saying with Pillman, like you know, Macho Man. You can't get on the top rope and drop that elbow every night and not expect to be hurting. Yeah, like there's no way that he wasn't taking something that was or wasn't illegal for his pain, and that we're not saying that's what killed him, but that's what attributed to yeah. that heart disease that caused okay. the heart attack. Um, Especially later on in his career, I think he became even more depressed or, 
or maybe because they weren't using him basically. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, he was he, a commentator before he left the WWE. Then he goes to WCW, and then he gets lost in the shuffle with NWO. Yeah, with the NWO, and then I think the biggest probably tragedy of the fact is that he never got that reunion in WWE. Yeah, he yeah. never got that come home moment. Like even Ultimate Warrior, I would probably be on the list. But I don't actually have Ultimate Warrior on the list. I thought about putting him on here because of his redemption story, right. which we we can talk about him. After we can this, talk about we can talk about a little bit right now. Cause um, like, I'll also say like Macho Man's tr- like. Everything around Macho Man was tragic because you know you had his death, and you had Miss Elizabeth's death, yeah. and that hit me hard too, just because like, <clears throat> whenever you're watching TV, she was, she was the perfect woman on TV. You know what I mean? First lady of wrestling. First lady of wrestling. You know, she's the reason the super the, the mega powers split. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 best wrestling wedding of all time, her and Macho Man. It's the only one that ends happily, right? Yeah, it's the only one that ends happily. Like I love that stuff. But, you know, she died drug overdose, I believe. Yeah. And that's just, it's, that's rough stuff. Yeah, that's like what I was saying, like, <clears throat> Ultimate War, like, his thing was tragic, but at least he had that one night on Raw where he got to come did. back. Yeah. After all the stuff that happened between him and Vince, for him leaving WWE, it's like, it's nice to be that moment, and, like, we never got that for Macho Man. It took mm-hmm. him, what, he died in 2011, you said? Yeah. And then he didn't get in the Hall of Fame until 2016. And that's where these eagles come in, you know, like, they just... And he didn't Vince's get pride. And he didn't pride. even get top billing. He didn't like get top Kevin billing. Nash, even as the world champion, he didn't get top billing. Kevin Nash is top <clears throat> billed over him, which is like like that's just disrespectful. Yeah, it He's, really is. He should have been a, a headliner. Through and through. My opinion, okay. Macho Man was a better character and better wrestler than Hogan ever was. Well, it's, especially like <clears throat> especially Kevin Nash, like yeah, right, yeah. It's not even close. Like asking anybody, no one's gonna know. Like people know who Diesel was because the '90s, like. Just because the outsiders and all that stuff. But, like, yeah. everyone knows who Macho Man is Savage. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's why he's... That's yeah. why he's, yeah, what? Was it Kurt Hawkins or was it Damian Sandow mimicking, like, a couple years yeah, ago? It was Damian Sandow, But you don't yeah. see people making in Diesel because it's just a tall guy with no personality. Right. Absolutely except no for fake Diesel, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, we, we were talking about the Ultimate Warrior thing. You know, he the the they they made a movie called The Rise and Fall of Ultimate Warrior or something like that. The, the ultimate destruction of the yeah. Ultimate Warrior, or something like that. Where WWE was bashing the Ultimate the whole, Warrior, yeah, the whole. the whole time. But then he had that redemption. Mm-hmm. He came back. Yeah. They announced him for WWE Two K fourteen. I want to say, yeah, it was the last of the night. It was the first of the night. The last of the last gen ones. Yeah. yeah, so it was and then, and then they brought him back. And he had that WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's WrestleMania thirty because it was a showcase mode where you played every year WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then you know he came out on Raw that night. He gave one of the best speeches on yeah. Raw, and then that night he had a heart attack. Yeah, you know? which you know that's that goes back to all that use of because you. In my opinion, he was on stuff back in the Obviously, day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they're on steroids. <clears throat> that's where the kayfabe was born. Is, right. That's how they got around it by saying, "Oh no, we can use steroids because it's not a real sport." Right. Yeah. yeah. Like back in the day, they could do that. But um, I think it was. You know, I don't. I don't believe in destiny. I don't believe in predetermination or any of that stuff. But I think his life wouldn't. His life wouldn't have ended until he had that moment, that feel good moment. It almost feels like. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, behind the scenes, like, Aura was, like, <clears throat> that good of a person by all the records before. But, yeah, and by reports. Also, that big, that. also, you can definitely tell, like, he, he was breathing hard. Like, if you watch his Hall of Fame, like, he was, like, yeah, you, know, you can tell, like, he was... Part rough. of it's, like, him trying to stay in character, but the other part of it, you can tell he was... Oh, he there was something rough. wrong. Getting yeah. in the ring also, like, he was red, like, he was He was just, sweating just getting down to the ring. And he tried to do, 
the world think yeah, you know just, he couldn't. And it was it was hard to watch. It was it was hard to watch. It was hard to but watch. But yeah, like I said, Mach- that's the biggest tragedy. Machinam <clears throat> never got his due. He never got it never came full circle for him. Right. Um the next one we'll talk about here um is another one that hit all of us hard, especially with it being so close to where we live. Uh, Owen Hart. Yeah. Um Owen Hart died. He was 34 in 1999. Um and he was doing what he loved. He died doing what he loved. And not just wrestling, but a character he created. He loved being the Blue Blazer. And a lot of people, what makes him mad is a lot of people will blame Vince, right? Like his wife. And and, and I understand. You know what I mean? I understand. But here's the thing about Vince. Everybody says this about Vince McMahon. He will not make you do anything that he wouldn't do. Exactly. And I'm, in my, like, Vince McMahon, if he died out there in the ring, you would continue the show. Yes. Like, that's him. Oh, I, and my opinion... Owen Hart was the same way. I don't. I. I, I don't know if you continue the show because. Nah, it's, it's tough. I mean, like if someone just literally someone died in front of you. It's like at least in front of decent, everybody. At least you know at least like just like let's just not let's just not like, you move on. Like you can't move on that quick. As far as the show, like how do you how do you like <clears> as an audience, right? You just see somebody like crash down. How do you get back into it? And, how like, do you get back into it? Especially because right. they announced it. They announced it during the pay per view too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the Jr. being like Jr. does it, which has got to be the hardest thing he's ever done. Oh, absolutely. Got to be the hardest thing. I mean, how do you ever call done. matches? After other, that? well, of yeah. course, obviously, other than what his he's been through personally recently. And it's but. not. It wasn't just any wrestler, right? It was Owen Hart, <clears> which everybody loved. Owen, Owen Hart, the heart and soul of wrestling. Nobody had anything bad to say about Owen. Hart, yeah, right? he was. He he was like the opposite of what Bret Hart was exactly. as far as personality. Was, exactly. Right? And if you look at Owen Hart, like you had everybody who was like the muscular, physique, godlike. Yeah. And you had Owen Hart who, I'm not saying he was fat, but he he was in shape. But he didn't look like everybody he else. But yeah, he was still a top build star. Yeah. Me personally, I would have stopped the show. Just he, because I think it's, it's right. It's you should have. I, I don't think you should have. I, 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 I understand why they do it because it's Vince, but... If I was there, if if it was me, right at this age, and I'm there in the audience, or I'd, hell, even on the paper, I'd leave. Yeah, I there's no way. No, yeah, and I understand like not wanting to finish, but at the same time, like, like this, I I didn't know Owen Hart personally. I don't. I just know about the guy that was on on screen. I know about what people had said about him backstage, his char- his charisma, his character. I think Owen would have wanted it to go on. It's just like in a football game. If you're watching a football game and someone dies on the field, are you just going to continue playing the game? Or are you going to stop the game? I think you have to stop the game. As far as respect goes, yeah. But I, I get why they did right. it. Right. And, and then the, also another big tragedy. The next big tragedy about that is that he's not, like his wife won't let him go. He's not in the Hall of Fame. And that is, that's a tragedy in itself. Because yeah, like, his wife won't let him. You know from I mean? from reports, we'll say that yeah. from the reports, we don't know what's yeah, going on. Nice, they have a nice like, even though he couldn't be there, like I guess Bret Hart would come out, but like do like an Owen Hart memorial kind of thing. Well, like, right, do, like a, a dedicated that a raw. They, they could do like that, a, well, they but, could do like the Owen Hart Cruiserweight tournament or something. Well, they, they confirmed that it's his wife. Like she, she. Well, yeah, didn't didn't Mark Henry say that during his speech? Oh yeah, Mark Henry's just like Martha. You know, he needs to be here. Let him come home. She has the rights to him and his character. Um, and she, yeah, she would sue. But yeah, like, like that was that was in Kansas City, right? Yeah, that was. That was just a three-hour drive from here, and so Matt and our buddy Mac, he was there when it happened. That he says he was, or his dad was. Yeah. So I mean, it's just you know, it's it that's tough. It is tough. Um, do you guys have any last thoughts on Owen Hart? No, I just than- I just hope he can go into the Hall of Fame. One day he'll go in the Hall of Fame. My personal opinion, he was the best Hart. 
Yeah, I mean wrestling yeah, ability, the, the character. Tragedy there is like he never got his moment. He never got to be the world champion. He should have beat Brett in the cage match. Yeah, like that. <clears throat> unfortunately, that's how a lot of these wrestlers. Like, that's why right. I think like, you know he doesn't die there. He probably goes on to a. He probably wins a championship at some point. They give it to him. Yeah. Um, I'll go on to a a pretty big one in my opinion. Not the biggest one on the list, but because we're down to the top three. I say the top three. It's the last three that's on the list, so we're not ranking these guys in like the biggest tragedies. But um, we're going to do the entire Von Eric tragedy. Like the, I couldn't break it down to every single one of them. I just did the family. Um, we got David, who was 25, unknown causes. He died. You got Fritz, the father, died at 68 from brain and lung cancer. Um, you had Mike, 23 years old. Died from suicide, and then mm-hmm. my personal opinion, the the most tragic one, Carrie Von Eric, thirty three, died of suicide. That's just there's only one. They had left. a little brother too that died, right? He got electro- he electrocuted himself. Maybe yeah, I, I, I think that was Mike, wasn't it? Might have been yeah. Yeah, um, that's it's like the it's, it's the worst thing that's like could possibly happen to <clears> like just the fact that it's a family and it's not just like one person. We talk about not dying in the ring. We talk about Macho Man or like. Even on the list, like Chris Canyon or people like these that die young, but the fact that it's a whole family, it's a whole family that, and they all die young, getting picked off, you know, yeah, like which seems crazy. And the Von Erichs were big in Texas, you know what I mean? Like they were huge. If they, they were, were the that attraction, you know what I mean? Them, them and, and the, the Freebirds free that was always the attraction back then. Yeah. And yeah, that's just as far as tragedies go, man. That's a whole this family. Is, that's it's not a just whole family, yeah. Um, but like I said, just it, it sucks. It yeah. really does. Um, I wasn't like I don't I don't remember the Von Erichs wrestling. I can only go back and watch tapes of them, mm. and they're fantastic. I mean, it's just it's hard to think about like an entire family yeah. gone. Like Which, there's only one left. Um, you can make a movie about this too. Like I'm hoping it, like there might be some documentaries. I've never seen one that they should do one like they did with the Andre documentary. Yeah. They should do the Von Erichs. Because this should be, you know, told. Because it's it's a crazy story. It's a crazy thing that went yeah. on with these people. I mean, this would this would bring to light a lot of things within the wrestling world. Like I know that they just what was it the John Oliver thing recently, but I mean, from my opinion, that's one person's point of view. Yeah. But if they could do the Von Erich thing, it, it's not gonna bash on the companies. It's not gonna bash on the industry. It's just gonna show the mental the, aspect, the pain, also. the pain. The depression that these people mm. go through, and it's just so much loss. Like it's a sacrifice going to the wrestling business, especially right. back in those days. Absolutely, it was a huge sacrifice. Absolutely, whenever you're on the road, three hundred and twenty days of the year, you know, you don't get to see your family, and then with the Von Erichs, you're wrestling with your family. Like all that pain, all that suffering, you're just gonna add it to each other. You yeah, know, it's whenever just... it's just one person, they can brunt it all most of the time. But whenever it's a whole family, you're all hurting at the yeah. same time. And you don't really have somebody who's not hurting to bounce off of. Because if you try and get, you if you try and share your pain with somebody else, that's going to make them hurt more. Yeah. And it just makes a vicious, a vicious cycle. It was just a chain reaction to all I mean, yeah. it, it, it all starts with David Von Erich dying <clears throat> in the hotel. Mm-hmm. It, it's been like Ric Flair and them suspected they said it was drug overdose. But the, the cause of death, like the one that... The official one is like his uh, the test in like in Titus or whatever. Yeah, it's still it's still like technically and... unknown because there was a lot of different things that had happened. But like Ric Flair says in his book that Bruiser Brody like removed the evidence and stuff like that from the hotel room. Yeah, he, you know, and that that was just that was 
that was wrestling as a family. Like, that's all wrestling is. is right. It's a one big family, you know? And if, like, if one of you guys had, if I found one of you guys and it was through, like, shitty means, you know, I would definitely help out to, you know, I wouldn't want Vivian to know something bad yeah. about you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I understand. Mm-hmm. I really do. And then you talk about, like, Carrie Von Eric, he's like, he lost his foot and then still trying to wrestle through the yeah. pain and then eventually he him and I think him and Kevin were like I did, the, Kevin was doing an interview I believe it was Kevin don't quote me on that but he was doing an interview saying that he was talking to Carrie and Carrie would told him straight up that he was thinking about killing himself and they talked for a while and he thought he talked him out of it and then 30 minutes later they found his body in the truck yeah. so he would have had to have done it immediately after the conversation mm-hmm. yeah and I mean you know I've, I have family who died from suicide it sucks yeah you know and mm-hmm. I've I've seen I've seen that. It, well, they it's, all it's four tough. died from suicide, right? Um, well, David's still, you know, unknown. Mike and Carrie from suicide. Fritz died from cancer. Then uh, Mike, he's the one that uh, he took the sleeping pills and like would drink alcohol with the note. And then Chris is the one that shot himself in his head, like mm. like twenty one. Was it them? I don't know what I was reading back then that like they had a younger, like it was a younger brother or sister that they had that he died as a as a kid, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at the family tree. Is a uh, Jack Atticus Jack Atticuson Jr. died at seven years old. Born 1952, died 1959, died be- pretty much before any of them were born. Like it's that's the it's the Von Erich curse. Like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Insane. And I don't like using that word, but that's what it is. I mean, it, it's that sucks. The it's only painful. one left is Kevin Von Erich. Yeah, which I mean, it was good to see him whenever they got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And that was good. Like, didn't the Freebirds and like were they the ones that inducted? No, it was the New Day that inducted them. That's right, because they did the Von Eric rule, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there were fused with the Freebirds back in Texas. One of the, like one of the best feuds. It was the feud had. in Texas. Yeah, that, that was that was amazing. It's one of the best like feuds in wrestling history. Like, it really, yeah. You want to talk about two families that were just going at it? Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, you talk about territory wrestling. I don't think there's any bigger stars than those two, of course. And then, I was it. Dave Von Erich was like the big star, right? He's the one that was wrestling in Japan. Like, mm-hmm. probably was it? I think he was NWA World Champion, or was getting ready to win the NWA World Championship. Like, yeah. he was the best one of the family. And then it's kind of sad because once he died, they had to send another brother up to fill the void. But he didn't fill his shoes up, so it's like that guilt, no, and that yeah, pressure yeah. of trying to live up to your brother, and you're you feel like you're letting your whole family down, letting everyone down when you can't mm-hmm. do it. And it's yeah. It's like you wish they would have known something besides wrestling because maybe if they weren't wrestlers, this never happens in the exactly, same way. Exactly. Yeah. Just a normal family, but it's like they didn't have a. It sucks that they didn't have another. They didn't know anything else. They didn't know. Well, anything I mean, else. it's like the it's like the Hart family. I mean, yeah. was it Brett's the only living male member or something like that? You just they were born into it. It's just... Yeah, and whenever you're born into something and you're expected to be that thing. And you have all that pressure on you. That's what makes it even worse. We don't even know if most of these people even wanted to be. But Especially yeah. back like in those pressure. days, like in the territory days, like how big wrestling was. And like now I feel like it's not so much anymore. This will, just yeah. stuff doesn't happen anymore. Like I'm really glad like Dustin Rhodes, nothing bad happened to him. Because he was born into it too. Like he right. started yeah. when he was young. You know, and he was wrestling with his dad. And then they brought, you know, Cody into it. And it's just... It's nice to see that there are some of those families out there that can make it through. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, um, okay, we, we'll go into a pretty big one here in our personal opinion here, and that's that's Eddie G. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, died when he was 38 in 2005, and mm-hmm. 
you know, to this day, whenever I think about it, I still cry. It's the most, like, emotional moment of wrestling is that episode of SmackDown after his death. Yeah, whenever you have... And the whole crowd, they're all there on the runway, and they do the tribute, and then they do the back, the vignettes, like, the videos backstage. And you, you see Chavo and Chris just standing there, just... They can't even hold each other up. It's just... It's oh, and, they, and then Benoit can't even do his, like, he can't talk. He's yeah, crying he's so just, much. And then Big Show, like, I remember, like, the kid, like, watching, like, Big Show break down in tears. It's like, watching, this, guy, this guy's breaking down in tears. Yeah. Like, I'm... Watching not, Shawn Michaels break down in tears talking yeah. about him, and they never had a match together. And that's what Shawn wanted. He was just like, yeah. that's something that, that was my bucket list kind of thing. And this one sucks, too, because it, it was a redemption story. Because Eddie was fired, right? Because he, he mm-hmm. was fired. He had a DWI. He was into drugs, and they're like, he's not getting his stuff together, right? And he says it. If you go back, he he did he does this promo against Brock Lesnar, right? It was before their their match, and it, like all of it is true. He's talking about, you know, I lo- I lost my family during this time, I lost my fan, like I lost like my job, mm-hmm. and most importantly, like I disgraced my people. Yeah. And he's talking about <laughs> like the trials and tribulations he went through to get back into the company. Be in the good graces and then eventually become. I mean, champion. we we should say like he was what four years clean and sober, nothing in his system. Yeah, he was he was clean. And I I think he was still kind. Of, I think he was still using performance enhancing drugs. I don't think he extent. was. This is my own personal opinion. I don't Cause, know because I don't want to look into yeah, it that much. I don't it hurts. Yeah, Chavo was saying that he was a. Uh, during that time before he died, he was working. He was trying to work on peak like endurance. Like he was running. He would never stop. Basically, he said he would never stop working out. He was running in the treadmill. He was lifting weights. He was just, he would never but stop. You also got to look at who he just got the belt from, which is yeah. Brock Lesnar, who was at the time like a freak of nature, in my yeah, opinion. Freak. And Eddie. if you can if you can sit there and see like Eddie Guerrero, yeah, he died when he was 38, but he'd been doing it for over 20 years. And that you see that, and that's the next, like they even call him the next big thing. You've got to do something to stay relevant. Oh, yeah. And I'm not so, blaming him for it. You know? No, yeah. No, like, you know, young Brock was like such a. a Specimen compared to like New Day. He was a phenomenon. Like yeah. it was, and it's sex. And this is what he died like. What August twenty thousand five is what you said. Yeah, right around there. Which he was supposed like, to let, get the belt back supposedly. It's like less than eight. It's like a little over a year since his WrestleMania big moment because that was two thousand four, right? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania two thousand four, and then it's a little year of him having the giant his biggest WrestleMania, his only WrestleMania moment in his career, yeah. and then mm-hmm. not even a, a year and a half later. Yeah, and which I, I mean. Since we're we're down to the last two years, we should talk about like Eddie Guerrero had some of the best moments in wrestling, like yeah. so, all around, like maybe the greatest total package in wrestling with speed, power, charisma, Endurance, technical wrestling ability. Like, yeah, like like I've said before, he can wrestle any style. Yeah, he can wrestle Japan style, Mexican style. Yeah, we said like, on our, if we he, said on our bracket, yeah, yeah. he's one of he's one of I think we all said he's personally probably our top five favorite wrestlers. Right. Overall, just like the, if you go back brought. and watch any Guerrero matches, you're not going to be disappointed in any of them. Yeah. But like the the Guerrero Malenko Classic in ECW, it's so good. It is so good. It's sad because I mean. A lot of the wrestlers, like like I've heard a bunch of interviews, that, like they started seeing this decline, and it wasn't his fault. Like he said, he was clean. As far as like any drugs, like or alcohol, he was clean. Mm-hmm. But it was just that stuff that just came back. You know. Yeah, I mean? and like he died from the heart failure. Yeah. People say it's just his heart was done. Like yeah. after all the stuff that he had been through. Well, like Chavo was saying too, he was just working out too much because yeah. after. After he won the title, right? He was just like, man, I gotta stay in physical shape. You got to. If I have to. to. Like, you know, I mean, like. And he was just working too hard. It's pretty yoked towards the end too. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. also, like, Kurt, Kurt said that there was a lot of times, like, him and Kurt got into it. Because Eddie would just, like, he would, he, he like, it was just like his mind was somewhere else, right? Because he was, like, his health was declining. And sometimes he wouldn't do the spots that they were supposed to do. Or mm-hmm. he would just ignore them. Like, they were saying he was kind of an asshole backstage towards the end. Because that depression and that pain was getting to him. And so Kurt... And I, he was you, yeah. you, he was trying not to yeah. go back to what he was. Yeah. He was wanting he was to be a better hard, person. Yeah. And it sucks that we talk about like some of these wrestlers that never got their man event match or never man event moment. Like this guy, like he was champion. Well, not champion with WWE. He won the championship and he's like... He's in the prime of his career mm-hmm. almost. And it's like... Even though he's 38, you feel like you got ripped... 10 years of Eddie Guerrero ripped away from you. Right. Oh, yeah. like, as far look as at wrestling, everything he accomplished. Yeah. Like, you know, multi-time tag champion... The WWE champion, which is the biggest belt in the yeah. company, and he could have been so much more. And back then, yeah. these meant more. You know, if you were a champion one time back then, it was still big. You yeah, know, nowadays huge, yeah. you toss it around like. Well, it's like after this era, it's like when it starts like the Cena reign, where nothing against John Cena, but the Cena reign where it starts flopping back and forth yeah. like right, after three months. Know. But this one, like the belt, like you had the belt, you had it for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You win the title; it's the big one. Unless you're JBL, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. <laughs> Transition, but yeah. Mm. Coming from where he came from, the family, like the legendary family, like he's one of those wrestlers again. He was born into it. Yeah, they were born with a ring in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever seen his documentary or whatever? Like, they they had a ring in his backyard. That's what they were trained. That's that's what they would do. That's what that's they what were they were from one of the biggest yeah. wrestling families in Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe in the whole world, honestly. No, as far as Mexico, yeah, they 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 they're, they're they are the Mexican yeah. wrestling family. Gory Guerrero, um, Gory Guerrero was a promoter, so I mean, yeah, he promoted all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got anything else on Eddie Guerrero before we move into the final one? He's probably, he's definitely going to come up in the next one too. Yeah. This is a big part. Um, this, this, this last one here, this is why, this is one of the main reasons we put the disclaimer in the front and you all knew it was coming. Uh, we got to talk about the Chris Benoit tragedy. Like the most controversial. This is the, the, this tragedy controversy was the reason we wanted to do this podcast, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, because... We talk about it with each other, but we just we want to get our opinions out there on everything. We want to let people know how we feel about it. Hopefully, there are people out there who agree with us. I know there's going to be people out there who don't agree with us, and that's okay. Um, so Chris Benoit died when he was 40 in 2007, um, double murder-suicide. Uh, I remember watching the Raw where we found out, and it opens up live. Vince is in the ring, and nobody else is there. Empty arena. Yep, and that as soon as you see that, you get the chills. You're like, "What happened? What happened?" And when he says it's Chris Benoit, I broke down. Yeah. I lost it because Chris Benoit, even to this day, is one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. You want to talk about like, you know, obviously Benoit was a small guy, right? He was, yeah, he was yeah absolutely. Small, but the tenacity, like the aggression that in every match, right? Benoit was never booked as a shitty. Even when he was a heel, he was never like, oh, this is this is a puny guy. Like, we can just know. He right. would stand toe-to-toe. Like, it's wrestling, obviously. But the way he was built, he would stand toe-to-toe with everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether it was the big show, any big guy. Like, he was just toe-to-toe, fight to the end. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Like, that was his character. It was just wrestling. He was the rabid Wolverine. He was the greatest. For me, he's the greatest technical wrestler of all time. You, you, yeah. you have Kurt uh, Angle, yeah. Benoit, Bret Hart, right? I think he's, he's better than, than those two. I think you, you yeah. can say Kurt was a better overall performer, but as far as wrestling technical ability, I think Benoit was better. Yeah, I can, a lot of I, I'll agree that. with you with that. A lot of yeah. people say that. 
I can agree with you there. Benoit paid his dues. He was in Japan. He was in WCW. He was in Mexico, WECW. Mm-hmm. He went through all these, you know, all these... Like, you don't see that anymore, basically. Right. A lot. Like, him and Jericho and Eddie all went through all these different, like, 10 years, basically. The first 10 years of their careers, mm-hmm. they were just trying to prove themselves here and there, like, wrestling every style imaginable to get to where they were. Right. And, and he, hit, he, he got there, you know, he got to the top of the mountain... I think purely out of respect. Probably. That's like... I... I believe that... He... Like you, like you said, he got the he got the belt out of respect. He, he paid his dues there. Paid his you, dues. You said that. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, I think that... My personal opinion, he probably should have got it sooner. Oh, if yeah. If he had got the belt sooner, maybe things would have been different. You know what I mean? Maybe. We, we can't say... I think um, the, the the thing is like, and we're like we're bringing Eddie back. That's that's the biggest reason. I think, okay, Benoit, obviously his brain is damaged from what we from the research and all the yeah. stuff that people have done through his brain. He had the brain of an Alzheimer's yeah. patient. Yeah, they did they they did a brain scan at the University of West Virginia, and it said that he had the same. His brain was an eighty five year old Alzheimer's patient, severe dementia, and they said yeah. it looked like the four players that uh, four different NFL players that had the same brain mm-hmm. scan that either killed themselves or hurt other people and this he basically had CT yeah due to the repeated the crowd the dubbing headbutts that not trying to discount yeah. the murder exactly or, we're not trying to say that oh like he's innocent in this right well. no no yeah um but there's been studies that lead up to this that yeah. shown like especially like thinks the football and the study about this like we've seen like for example like junior say suicide right mm-hmm. like when they after he killed himself they looked at his brain like his brain like he was like 50 something when he died but his brain was like a 90 year old yeah. right. and I said it's because of the concussion and like the trauma you take like they put so much depression in your brain and so much pain you feel mm-hmm. every day it's just the well, only way like, they know is a, that's the only way they know how to get out of it I don't I, I won't say any names here but I, I know a person who used to take pain medication and when they would do that they were a different person and not only were they a different person they don't remember anything that had happened exactly so on top of Chris having you know the the, the possibility of dementia Having the brain damage from the diving headbutts, the chair shots to the head, all the stuff that he had gone through, and then if he was on that kind of pain medicine, which you know he may or may not have been, I don't know. Probably, you know. Well, the times that they showed on his blood when he died that he had uh, hydrocodone and things in his system. I will say, in my own personal opinion, what he did, he didn't know he was doing. That's my own personal opinion. I mean, I can see what you're saying, but like, I know, like, if you read the reports, like, he, the old, both his son and his wife both had Xanax in their system too. So it's like the ability that he drugged them, and then yeah, he laid a Bible also on their bodies. It's tough, like yeah, he was still he was conscious and maybe he was. I, don't, I, it's hard to tell. You know, it's it's an if it was, it's, if it's we the, weren't there. If it was just suicide, it's one thing. Yeah, the fact that it's like the double murder really. It puts a cloud over everything, like it sh- yeah. as it should. And it's if, like, if it was just suicide, he'd be in the Hall of Fame, no, no doubt about right. it. People would be, you know, and everybody would be sad if his kid was still alive, if his wife was still okay. Obviously, like they, they, they wouldn't. It's a murder now, you know, especially when you involve a kid. Yeah, absolutely. And especially like it sucks because like we also like, Chris Mall's one of her wrestlers real time, and it's it's tough to separate the person from like the performer. But then yeah. sometimes you have to keep them separate. So I understand what WWE is doing and. And I understand why some people, yeah, can't get over that. And I, I, I think, right. like, if 
that's like I said, we're not going to try to make you feel any type of way. So yeah. if you right, say, like I said, this is just our opinions. If we're not trying to change your opinion, Chris Wall, if you say, oh no, I don't care if that he had CT, I don't care if he had dementia, my grandpa's dementia, he hasn't done stuff like this, yeah. right? Then it's like you still have to have those violent tendencies to. They don't just come from nowhere. It's like they probably had some deep repression in him. Yeah. Then that's how you feel. That's fine. That's 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 how you want to feel. That's yeah. that's okay. And that's, to and be that feel like that's, so you you can don't have to forgive him. We're not trying to tell you to forgive. Yeah. We're not forgiving him. It's just like. We understand that this happened, yes, yeah. but from the, like look at the like look at look at football for example, the things these players have done. Like look at his brain; he wasn't he wasn't hundred percent. He was no longer Crispin Wall. And these are athletes, you know. So I think athletes work different than the regular person that has yeah. dementia, right? Yeah, because these athletes already like they they're already well, it's aggressive. That, it's it's you know? not like dementia in the same fact that like you develop dementia. It's like it's so much how the how you get dementia through yeah. the trauma. Mm-hmm. Through the trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, especially yeah. you getting dementia. What do you see? It was forty five years old. Uh, he was forty years old when he 40 died. Forty years old. That's way too young. And his brain, like his brain's forty five years older than his he's supposed to be. Yeah. Because all the trauma, and you gotta think what that stress that puts on your body, how much pain you're in constantly, mm-hmm. the headaches. Like when we talked about this in the bracket, like, I remember watching a documentary, and this football player said like he was like fifty, and he said he can't remember. He'll like forget days at a time. Like he'll right. wake up in the morning, go through half his day, and then not remember where he's been that morning. Yeah. And you, like, you just imagine how, like, how scared you feel, probably. Yeah. yeah. So we, you imagine, can't, we can't imagine the kind of pain that he was yeah. in. And we can't imagine the kind of pain his family was in well, for him. You hear Chavo. Chavo, like, he did the, the whole Chris Jericho podcast. Chavo was saying, you know, like, a year before he died, Chris was very paranoid, he said. Like, mm-hmm. Chris would, would, would freak out because he thought somebody was always following him, right? Like, that's the stuff that he would tell Chavo. Because Chavo, he was pretty much, Chavo was the only one he would talk Chavo, to. Chavo was family. Yeah, Chavo said he, like, he would have dinner with his family, his kids, and everything, and that's why he couldn't believe anything of the stuff that happened, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just unimaginable, because Chris was such a family guy. Yeah. He was such a good dad, right? But he would say these things, that Chris, you know, Chris was paranoid. He would leave the arena as soon as possible, right? Like, he would, like, he, he didn't like to stick around anywhere. He'd be like, Chavo, I gotta go. He said one time he, he felt like somebody was following him. He said there was this car, right, that he thought was following him, so he had to do, he had to do other turns not to go straight home, right? Because he mm-hmm. just felt like somebody was following him. That's what Chavo said, that he was just paranoid, right? And that, in the whole, I think, what put him over the top was the whole Eddie thing. Because Eddie was yeah. his brother. Eddie was family, yeah. He was his brother, right? And you can obviously tell, like, in the tribute videos, like, when he's crying. And uh, Chavo said that that uh, Benoit had a journal, and he would write notes to Eddie. Mm-hmm. And you can just, uh, Chavo said this is probably when his brain started leaving him. Because he would write notes to Eddie... He would say, hey, hey, Eddie, this is what I did today. Yeah. Like, I miss you and stuff like well, yeah, that. Like, you have that link, and I know, especially yeah. for, like, dementia and Alzheimer's patients, like, they all, like, they latch on to, like, one person. Like, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll forget your day, but then you see this one, this, like, you have one person, one thing that makes you remember everything. Yeah. yeah. And, like, like I said, it's only been two years since Eddie died at this point, so he probably had the trauma back he, then. Yeah, and Eddie and was probably just, the one that helped him through it. So it's like, but you had to, you had the trauma, but then you see like, you, Eddie's probably there like, keeping him grounded and when that link's gone, it's like, you don't know what you're doing and then, yeah. that's just a big trauma, it's like, that's a big tragedy to take on for him. Yeah. And, like, for, just imagine like, your your brother dying and then you're already in a lot of pain, like, you don't know like, what headspace and then, he, you're he, thinking, he what felt like he was me? gone. Yeah. He felt like he was lost. And I guess the paranoia and stuff like that, that comes from just being the, the headaches and stuff like yeah. that you don't you don't feel in your own body so mm-hmm. you're paranoid for yourself mm-hmm. so the depression and stuff like that because that's what trauma brings like it's been proven right? right it's just crazy going through like the night that he actually died it was a it was a three day thing right it, was, it started on Friday 
Saturday. He was Sunday. supposed. He was supposed to win the ECW championship. Yeah, he was supposed, he was supposed to beat P- CM Punk for it. And from what I read here, because um, is some of the stuff that went on, I guess somebody posted on uh, on Wiki twelve hours before they found out that that uh, that the wife had died. Somebody mm-hmm. had posted that she died. This was twelve hours before mm-hmm. she even died. And the guy who was on the who who wrote the thing said it was complete coincidence because he said he heard rumors and stuff like that. And then I guess uh, Benoit throughout the weekend was sending some weird texts. Yeah, he was sending weird texts like. Hey, the dogs are out. The Don't dog, know how the to get them back in. Yeah, stuff like that. Nothing that really had any real context to him. They just and they he wouldn't explain himself. He wasn't explaining himself. And then I don't know if this <clears> is true, but this is from just an article that I'm reading. Some of the neighbors saw they saw somebody with black clothing leave the house. That they didn't really know who it was. Right. And again, we're not trying to say this is conspiracy, but yeah, this we're is not just, saying this that whole he night didn't is weird. Do it. Yeah, this whole night itself, the or the whole weekend is weird. You know, because yeah. you don't really know what happened. Do I think he killed them ultimately? I think so, yes. I mean, I, just based on the evidence alone. Even though they didn't, like, they didn't do much evidence, I feel like. And even they said, like, they're just, like, they they pretty much ruled it a double murder suicide. Yeah, it was almost immediate when they it was almost immediate. I, It felt like it was within a week. Yeah. It was it was almost immediately. But you, you, you look at all these weird things that went on that makes you think, you know what I mean? And, like... Or, yeah, he might. I still think he did it, but I don't think that like he did it. If that he makes did, sense. Yeah. right? I don't yeah, think no. like the Christmas wall. It was him in body, Christmas but not him in yet. mind and spirit. You're not yourself when you have that much brain trauma. Like your right. brain is like you. You didn't know who. We probably didn't know. Like I'm not like you know telling if he knew who he was. Or yeah, he he lost his. If he knew he who his family mind. was in the moment, like. Yeah, and that's just it. Like he, they, he may not have known who they were at the time. And that's where the steroid usage also comes from. Like he probably had roid rage, you know, for a little bit. Well, they, that's possible. Yeah. They when they did the toxicology, the toxicology report, they said he had like an increased level of testosterone, but not enough to make like his levels weren't high enough for it to be like an anger side effect. They said mm-hmm. there's no roid rage at play. Okay. But when you mix that with the with the dementia, you mix that, the and then you still you mix up the pain pills and the Xanax, and then the high level of testosterone. It's like, who knows how, like, yeah, there's, like, a... That might not be enough to touch on for roid rage, but that's for the average person. Yeah, that right. For this person. Like, it's from person to person. Like, he's I mean, obviously like he's not got, the normal person. If he's like, got right. all that brain damage, you don't know, like, how much dopamine, how much serotonin is right. going through him. And, uh, honestly, we, obviously, we don't know the, the man. We never met him. But no. from hearing everything that the wrestler said, he was a family guy. Yeah. Especially a dad, you know? He he loved... Like, he's he had, what, two children? Three, Three children. Three, Three children, yeah. Two with his first wife, and then Daniel yeah. was with Nancy. Yeah. The two, was, his two kids, thank God. Yeah, like, they, yeah, they were. The, but I mean, from everything they said, he was a great dad. He brought his kid into, like, he was happy to bring his kid into the live events, mm-hmm. everything like that. So all this just like that's why it blows everybody's mind. Yeah, it just. Well, I guess the only thing before was you had the uh, like she Nancy did file for divorce a couple years before, uh, like two thousand three. She filed mm-hmm. for divorce against him, saying he was uh, abusive. Yeah, was so you'd, you'd break and throw furniture around, but then she eventually dropped the. Dropped everything, but right. nothing like nothing like this. Like nothing against the kids. It was never against like Daniel or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Which that's what that's what really surprised me was whenever I found out about the boy too. Yeah, and then that's why it makes it not just a great uh, the biggest tragedy for Christian Wall, but just for the, for Daniel Benoit. Right. It's a big tragedy. When the whole wrestling was because a lot of wrestlers like this could have killed the business. It almost did, but it you also got to think like. I'm not saying everything. I'm not saying this is a plus at all. Like, do not don't don't sit there and say, "Oh, Jerry is saying that you know this was a good thing that this happened." But there's a reason now that they do 
concussion tests all the, the time. Protocols and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, chair shots to the head. Especially like I mean, it took football for football players to die. Like some businesses just to create helmets. It's, it, well, it's like businesses they are stubborn and they don't like. They like to take the cheapest way out. Exactly. And it takes tragedies for things to happen. Yeah, and I mean. And that's the only if you want to take bright like if you want to take a bright spot like, like a, a silver lining a positive spin on this like what did this it didn't they didn't die for nothing like yeah. because of this they they treat wrestlers better so to try to prevent this from happening again right. try to prevent for, another Christmas wall for Burger Wars he was a martyr right like, well, exactly for example Daniel Bryan we talked about that he yeah. did the diving headbutts and when he broke his neck it's like they did the concussion test like you cannot wrestle again because right we, if you look at Daniel Bryan before all the concussions came out to light. And the Daniel Bryan now. The Daniel Bryan in the past was essentially Chris Benoit. That he wrestled the same exact style, the same exact move set, everything. Yeah, and you like, and then you see those concussions starting to come back again. So you're like, take well, two years off or was it three years? Three years retired for three years. Yeah. So you need to not wrestle because yeah. your your brain cannot take. You this. have brain lesions and seizures due to concussions. Oh yeah. I think like, if that would end, then the Chris Benoit also never happens. No one catches it. No, And it. he keep wrestling, and maybe he not do does this, but maybe. Daniel Bryan dies, yeah. yeah. And then, like, Harley Race talked about that. He said his biggest regret was inventing the diving headbutt. Exactly. He said because it's caused just too much harm for people. Yeah, you gotta look at look at Dynamite Kid. You know, look at Chris, look at Daniel. I mean, Everyone I'm not did. saying it's because of the diving Everyone headbutt. Everyone that's done the move has not been... Yeah, they they've, just had, they've had health problems. Yeah. They've had brain problems because of it. It's just... it's It, it changed the business. It definitely did. Yeah. And some people, like, blame this for being P... Like, this is why everything's PG now. No, I think no, the whole PG thing is because like the times are changing. Open, yeah, they're they're a open company. Like they're trying to get more sponsors, and they're not going to get sponsors. But right. well, it's just like in football now. Once you like you learn about these injuries, like you go back and watch the like the rock hitting McFoley in the head with it's the chair. It's hard to watch. You can't watch it, and like just like in football, like when you're a kid before you never think, like you love the big hits, but now and like when someone gets their helmet and they just knock someone down there on the mat for a while you're like yeah it's crazy. and now you see that and you're instantly scared like you yeah. see a player well, like get hit you, in the head and you're like I don't want to see I, that anymore I said yeah. this during the bracket if you go back to the first Money in the Bank match if, since we're talking about Benoit he does the diving headbutt off the ladder to Kane yeah. misses entirely of course Kane sells it but you see Benoit's face hit the mat and it is one of the most painful things to watch especially now knowing what happened yeah and it's like <clears throat> it's like you said you have to take like what like what can what good can come from this tragedy? It's like the fact that they are doing a better job yeah. of yeah. not letting wrestlers just destroy their bodies anymore exactly. and protect themselves, protect other people. Especially concussion testing is a major mm-hmm. thing across all sports. Wrestling is just a tough business, you know what I mean? Like people like that's why I hate when people bash it. It's yeah, fake it's a, yeah, it's not fake. It's but fake. You, it's not a real sport. Like, like all these people we just talked about, you look at their lives and what they've been through, everything they gave just to entertain people. Yeah. Well, you look at you like even UFC. You talk about combat sports. Like they're not gonna let someone bash someone's head in for a while. Like they'll call. No. They yeah, call, fight so, call the fight. They call so fight quickly. so quick. If you exactly. get too many, like, if you get three in a row unguarded headshots, they're gonna call the fight. And you gotta yeah. think they they fight. The most is three fights a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Most of the time they do is training, like and which is hard too. You, you think about early UFC, right? Yeah. How our like, they used to fight all the time, and it was not bloody anything about, like a lower level MMA. But like you, you look at the top sports now, like they do, like you could say all WBs, they can. It's oh so easy to protect yourself because it's a fake sport. But like every combat sport, even sports that aren't combat sports, like a lot of physicality, they do so much protecting concussions. It's tough, mm-hmm. yes. So. Like any any sport now that there's. Even a possibility, other than like rugby, like they don't really wear helmets, do they? It's like no, leather caps. 
But like even hockey, but they try to do some hockey, of all the padding, all the guards, stuff like that. You know, you got the football. You even baseball. You wear the helmets, protect yourself yeah. from the, the the ball. It's become like a concussion podcast. But I know like uh, Rain Gretzky was doing an interview about it. Like when he was doing hockey, like they didn't really wear helmets. And he said where he got a concussion, and they're like the trainer just told him to skate around the ice until his headache went away. Yeah. Or they take a couple aspirin and then just go skate it off. It'd be fine. Yeah, that's. And nowadays, like, like you don't, you're not, you're sitting for a game. You're sitting for multiple games. You're sitting before, yeah, three or four games until you're 100%. And it's just, like I said, this was, this was the big one. We want to save this one for last because. It's also the most, and it's the most uh, controversial one. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not cut and dry as the other ones. The other ones, it's just one person either committing suicide or getting getting murdered. And this one. Yeah, this one, there was just so many factors that went into it. That people like don't that, really think That's why we put this on it. Like, we didn't talk about Jimmy Snooker because that's... it's He did that himself. Yeah. And that's not that's a tragedy for her, but that's not a tragedy for Jimmy Snooker. And right. even all the other deaths, like, stuff like Roddy Piper, we didn't put them on this because they weren't really controversial. They died because, obviously... And they were also older. Like the older you know? It's like, well, a lot of wrestlers die young, but at least Dusty Rolls and Roddy Piper got to live a longer yeah. life. We, we could have we put Brian Lawler on here. Or we could put Test. We could have put Test on here. Did we put Chris Canyon on here. I don't think so. We didn't put Canyon on here. We didn't put Chris Candino on here. We could have. A lot of younger wrestlers. And like that's a, it's a big tragedy with this business. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about this. Like There's so many people that die young. Yeah, you're on the road 320 days a year. You that's know? why Tom Mahler, right? That's his name? Yeah. yeah. That's why he said, like, these guys, why are these guys uh, treated as independent contractors because they don't like that's what they're treated right so they don't offer any health care which is the thing is that wrestlemania ch- chant health care yeah. at them but it but they're they're literally they're employees though like they're still working for you but you don't offer any of those which a lot of the stuff he was talking about i think he was outdated yeah he showed he footage really was. From over 10 years ago and stuff like that yeah i think they're safer now i Triple think H- i think it was something the network wanted him to do more than he wanted to do kind of thing yeah. Because Triple H says, like, during NXT, right? Like, Triple H says, the first thing I tell these NXT people to do is go get health care. Yeah. Exactly. That's the first thing, like, he told them, go get health care, get covered. And, and I mean, you know, they're going to tell them who really to go through because yeah. they're going to know. They're going to know the best people to go through. And at the end of the day, the these guys are making enough money to cover their health care. Exactly. Whatever yeah, I mean, else they're doing. And, like, I think WWE should. Like, they make enough money where it's a more obligation. Like, they should do it. Just like football, like they talked about, uh, you know, Illinois just passed the law where they require like like the sports team to cover healthcare. It's like just like in football, like a lot of those players don't have healthcare after they retire, mm-hmm. or they lose their healthcare, and then they can't get healthcare because of everything they've been past conditions. It's like mm-hmm. I I think it's you can't legislate morality in some instances. I think it's because it's a business to business basis, but I think they should. They yeah. if you're mm-hmm. a good person, you should pay for healthcare exactly. for life for your employees because right. It's not like a job. It's like it's not like a normal job. Like our jobs, they shouldn't. We shouldn't get healthcare for after retire because we're not putting ourselves in that. But like football and wrestling and all these sports, it's like you know what you're doing, but it's like you're paying them to do this. Well, it's just like our the the company we work for, they we we pay for our own insurance. Like we pay through them. Every, yeah. Well, I mean, our company pays all the claims for insurance. Yeah. You know, our company insures us for us. I think WWE has the capability of doing yeah. that. Well, Absolutely. they're a billion-dollar company. Right. right. They can afford um, insurance on their people. I'm not, I'm not, we're we're yeah. not going to get into like whether that's morally right or wrong. I mean, it's yeah. a business. We can't say whether it's right or wrong. But, I mean... It's like some people said, just like Jake the Snake shouldn't have had like had to make a GoFundMe to get his surgery. You know what I mean? 
But a lot of that stuff also has to do with him because a lot of these wrestlers, you know, like at least WWE pays for the, the, uh, what do they do? Rehabs, the rehabs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, if you get injured in the ring, like they cover yeah. it. Like they cover it. Or if you ever work even a, a few weeks in the WWE, if you're an alcoholic, if you're a drug addict, they will pay for your yeah, rehab. Yeah, they'll pay for the rehab. And you just got to go. You just got to go. And some of these wrestlers don't. Yeah. Like Jake the Snake, you know, like his hip and stuff like that. The argument with that is like they didn't pay for that because Jake arguably like he did he wrestled after he sh- he needed to stop yeah. and he kept doing stuff that kept injuring himself he kept messing his body up so it's like at what point is WWE still liable to pay for that stuff if you're doing that stuff mm-hmm. to yourself yeah. so, and cause that's what Tom Oliver was trying to say too is like why are some of these wrestlers not covered after the fact that they wrestled right but do you guys have anything else on Benoit or any of the things we went over today yeah, just yeah, for you yeah so, like I said, guys, this wasn't to force our opinion on anybody. We just wanted to get our opinion out there. We wanted yeah. to talk about it, to open it up. Um, just, you know, that's that's how we feel. We That's how we feel about all these. We just wanted you guys to, to learn a little bit more. Or if you, even if you knew about it, maybe you wanted to hear about if it. If you're again, new, so. yeah. If you're new to right. like, any of these things. like. So, with that being said, please like and subscribe. You can find us on Where Cheyenne. Uh, Stitcher, uh, we're on Google Play, we're about to be on iTunes again, I just gotta download the iTunes app and put them on there, uh, it's, yeah, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and a free plug, like, it's a pretty big book, if, if you like, like, we're talking about these tragedies, check out the book, The Squared Circle, Life, Death, and Professional Wrestling yeah. by David Shoemaker, The Masked Man, he basically covers what we cover, he goes in depth about wrestlers. Like he used to write a column for Deadspin, like Dead Wrestler of the Month or Wrestler. He he he's a guy that knows a lot more than we do. We're fans. That's yeah. all we are. We're not. We don't claim to be. Yeah. Uh, inside you know, sources. Inside or sources. Like we don't claim to be. He has experts of, on the thing. Yeah. We're fans yeah. through and through. So a lot of the stuff like I read that book, so I know a lot of like, this mm-hmm. older wrestling with him. So if you like, if you want to know more about tragedies or know more about these wrestlers, go read that book. And then yeah, just subscribe to the YouTube channel Nerds at Night. Follow us on Twitter. At at underscore nerds, and then like our Facebook page, and we'll post updates when we post podcasts and right. upcoming podcasts and stuff like that. So, um, thank you guys. See you all next time.